And just to like top it all off, this is very exciting for me personally. So I'm at the baggage claim in Newark, New Jersey on the way home and I'm standing there waiting for my bag. And all of a sudden freaking Christian Bale, Batman (laughs) walks right in front of me. You're listening to Working Code with your hosts, one of whom probably just wrote a new JavaScript library, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. Okay, here we go. It is show number 134. And on today's show, we have three of your four illustrious podcast hosts, as as promised. The prettiest ones. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Suave whoa, whoa, and elegant. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We do not want to insult Tim like that. He is a very pretty man. <laughs> he is very pretty. I agree. Uh, anyway, we have some of the prettiest ones. Everybody but Tim is on. Today on the show, we're going to talk about conferences. Ben just returned from attending CF camp in, it was Germany, right? Yeah, it was outside of Munich. Nice. So jelly, so Man. jelly. My brother is actually getting ready to go on a vacation to Germany. So uh, Ooh, nice. I, I got Germany on the brain, right? We've been talking to him about it a lot lately. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like interested to go to go visit. I'll, have to, I'll be very curious to hear about your experiences over there, but we'll get to that later because as usual, we're going to start with our triumphs and failures. It looks like it is my turn to go first, but you know, turn time is meaningless, turns or whatever, because we are all, all sorts of chaos lately. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to try to restore a little bit of order. I am going to go first, and I'm going to kick us off with a failure because, yeah, man, life is chaos for me right now. And, and like, there's good things, there's bad things. I guess I'm going to say, like, my life has been very chaotic. My mom is staying with us for a couple of weeks. She had surgery on her neck. We live in southeastern oh, Pennsylvania, man. outside of Philadelphia. She had surgery to like fuse some vertebrae and install some metal and you know whatever. She, she was in a, a she was rear-ended pretty severely when I was a, just a little wee little one. So you know, like twenty years ago, not <laughs> not thirty-five years ago, twenty years ago, because that's how old I am in my brain. And, and ever since then, she's had really bad problems with her neck, and so this is just like oh, the latest you know thing to try and keep her semi-mobile or whatever. Anyway. She had had surgery on her neck. It was down in Baltimore, Johns Hopkins. And so I've been running her to and fro, right? She's staying with us because she needs to be babysat. She's not allowed to drive. Wasn't allowed to like bend, lift, or twist. All, Probably and, on pain meds and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and she yeah. normally lives alone at home with her dog. So she and the dog have been staying with us. And I, you know, I drove her down to the surgery. I went down a couple of days later to pick her back up. And then we had a follow-up appointment today to get the staples out. She's supposed to have another appointment next week. And it's just, it's a lot of that. Got my own medical stuff. How far away is Philadelphia from Baltimore? With the traffic that's on 95 right now from construction, about two hours, give or take, in the middle of the, like a weekday day. So yeah, that's four hours of driving anytime we want to go down there for something. Um, Yeah. yeah. I bet that's not comfortable for her either, sitting in the seat like that for that long. It's not fun. So we we do, we found like a a Chick-fil-A that's like halfway. So we stop and grab lunch and and that works out okay. But it's still, it's just a lot of driving. Anyway, so that there's that going on. I've got my own medical stuff going on. We've got the kids got stuff going on. My wife has stuff going on. Everything's going on. (laughs) Like, for example, you know, today we had one of those appointments. So I was in the car for four hours today. I got home, we ate dinner, and then my son has been waiting for me to get some work done on his computer. Like we re- reformatted and reinstalled everything because it was just getting out of control. And he was waiting for like the last few things for me to install so that he could stream on Twitch and all this and that, whatever. Aww. And so I finally did that. And then I was, then I looked at my watch. I was like, oh no, it's like 
two minutes until we're supposed to record. <laughs> quick, send you guys a text. I'm on my way. So yeah, that's been that's been my life. So it, it's it's hard to keep it all straight. Like I said, oh, and yeah. because of all of this too, I missed. We were supposed to do book club this afternoon, which I scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> and I completely missed it. It's just like totally blinked out oh, circumstances. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they'll understand. Yeah. They'll they get it. I apologize, but yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping that they had it without me because it's been we've delayed it this particular meeting. I think this would be the third week we've tried to hold this this meeting to, to discuss these three chapters. So I really don't want this to stall out. I want to keep making progress. So I'm hoping they. What, what, what chapters are we even supposed to be on? To twenty. Yeah, up and through twenty. Okay. Yeah. Up to and including. Don't, don't do 21 because that's cheating, Ben. Yeah. No, no. I'm not a okay. cheater. Okay. <laughs> I accidentally started it and went, wait, 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 wait. I was like, I saw a message. Don't do 21. Yeah. And then Monday fell apart. So I missed it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess if there's a silver lining to all the stuff that's going on, it is that I have not heard a single word of complaint at work about me missing all of this time to handle family things right i've been on pto for a lot of this time and it's just like yeah take care of family that's what you should be doing so yeah that's cool uh, that's great very happy about yeah it's nice when you can step away and not feel like you're gonna walk back into more chaos at work that you can step away and people kind of keep going even if they need you for things and need to ask questions at least they can keep movement going while you're away yeah for sure yeah yeah, I'm sorry it's so chaotic. I hope it I hope it calms down yeah. soon. You don't know anything about chaos, Carol. Nothing, right? <laughs> Nothing at all. So a silly question. You said you have another dog at the house. How is that? Because I always worry when people come with a pet, like, oh, this is gonna be trauma for <laughs> every animal here and we're all gonna yeah. hate it. Like, how's that going? Well, fortunately, you know, it's my mom's dog. So they spend a little time together and then they have a lot of time apart. Then they spend a little time together and have a lot of time apart because she visits, okay. you know, pretty regularly with the dog. So they know each other. They're familiar. When, when the, like the very first time that she brought him up, there was a little scuffling between the two. We only had mm-hmm. our one dog at the time and, you know, Bender and my mom's dog, Tucker would not fight, but you know, there was a little like, you know, uh, they were figuring it out. Tension. Uh, yeah. There's how, some tension. How is this yeah. going to work between us sort of thing? Who's going to hump who? Yeah. And yeah, and uh, turns out a little little of column A, little column B, little both. <laughs> it goes both ways. And yeah, they worked it out, and now they're best buds, and you know they ha- they spend a lot of time together and get along great. And, oh, that's good. And Lucy, man, she's just the most chill dog ever. Oh, nice. She's a lab. Well, as it turns out, we had her DNA tested. She's a pit mix. Like, oh, uh, that's right. That's interesting. Right. Lab. Never list that on the insurance no, policy. No, no. But but it's yeah. like forty percent pit. It's the the plurality of her mm-hmm. her DNA says supposedly according to you know whatever they no one dog defines her. <laughs> yeah, she is the most gentle soul I have ever met. So she's chill. Love her. So anyway, that's my uh, failure, and I guess that means I will kick it over to Ben. All right, I'm going to go with a couple of triumphs here. Let me Heck let yeah. me paint a backstory for a second. So at work, we have enterprise customers and we have non-enterprise or what we call self-serve customers. Of the enterprise customers, some of them existed in the multi-tenant system. So they were right there alongside all the other enterprises and the other self-serve customers. And then we had a tier of enterprise customers that paid more money to get an isolated environment, something we called a private cloud environment. And that had it. Say it again. Black card. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. VIP exclusive, you know, completely separate network, completely separate S3 buckets, completely separate oh. database, all that kind of stuff. And, that doesn't um, sound like a headache at all. It, it, it's caused a lot of headaches over the years. <laughs> yeah. Not the least of which was that in many cases, we were actually selling them at a loss financially, which it's just one of those things uh-huh. that you don't understand how poor communication in companies is sometimes until someone looks at a balance sheet and they're like, hey, you guys are selling these private cloud clusters for like $7,000, $10,000 a year. And the sales people are like, yeah, is that a problem? And the infrastructure guy's like, yeah, it costs like $40,000 a year to run these. <laughs> so it turned out we were selling a bunch of them at a loss. Anyway, over the last two or three years, a lot of those customers have either churned out or have been migrated to the new platform, which is a multi-tenant system. There is no concept of private cloud Good. Or, or that level of isolation. Yeah. And today, we just turned off the last private cloud cluster. So, Yay! and it was super exciting because I, I do deployments through this chat bot and Slack. See, so like it's called Rosie. So I'll say like Rosie release CF projects. And then it gives me a little pop up and says, what are the tiers you want to deploy to? Like testing, preview, multi tenant, and single tenant. Single tenant is the private clusters. And I went to release something at like three something today. And suddenly there was no option to deploy nice. to the single tenant environment. It was so exciting. Sweet. Yeah. It, it's going to be financially much more comfortable not having any private cloud stuff. And then it also just simplifies the code it a lot. Does. Because yeah. There was a lot of logic for like, if this is a single tenant instance, there's special things that have to or not have to, you know, like special things either have to take place or are not allowed yeah, have to not because it's place. a single tenant. So, yep. as with all things, I'm, excited to go in and start just deleting any code that no longer makes sense. You're going to spend like a few days of doing nothing but yeah. cleaning up. <laughs> to, we will to never which my, be this way again. <laughs> to which my director was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Slow down. They're like, the databases still exist. So theoretically, if a customer said, hey, there's an emergency, we forgot to move something, can you please turn our cluster back on? We could do that. But we've given them like, I think like a a two week drop dead date mm. where everything is turned off now, but in theory, we could turn something back on. They have two weeks. That's and then, like, literally, S3 buckets are going to be deleted. Databases are going to be deleted. There's no undoing. That's not a very, uh, what's I mean, gonna happen I, I'm weeks. not trying to like call you out or anything, but that's not a very generous timeline. Two weeks is it's, 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 it's the last of the customers. So it's not like, We've had several hundred customers in private cloud over the years, and they have been migrating off. And they had much more generous policies. Like I think, I think we gave them like ninety days. So this is just like the last one or two customers, and they've seen this coming. This isn't like their contracts are literally up. That's why this is finally over. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's just super exciting. Um. I'm pretty thrilled about that. It's pretty awesome, man. Financially, it makes sense. Deployments are going to be faster. The code's going to be simplified. Debugging, like just the debugging Debugging when something happens, right? Like one place. The the logging, there's no more logging for those systems. There's no more metrics to be collected for those systems. Like it's just from a cost perspective, it makes so much sense across the board. So Ben, the code reaper. Yeah. I, I, I feel like. I'd look around at work and I just, people don't seem to be excited about deleting code in I, to I like the extent it. that I am. I'm yeah. like, I'm like champing at the bit 
to freaking delete code. I um, like when they have the option to clean up stuff. I get scared because I'm like, oh, what if it's used on this one little thing I don't know about? But yeah, I'm like, right? oh, just do it. Just do it. It's okay. <laughs> so before we move on, can I ask if if you know, what is the the genesis of the name Rosie for your deploy chatbot? Do you know? It, I know that it's based on the Rosie from the Jetsons, oh, okay. the, yeah. the, uh, the cartoon. George Jetson. Yeah. I, I don't remember where they came up with that the original name of the chatbot itself was like xb 500 which may also be a jetsons reference i don't know very interesting. Um, maybe that was the model of rosie i don't know but i enjoy using a chatbot to do the deployments it's it's very co-located with where i am you know like, like i don't have to go to a separate engineering dashboard or anything to do stuff i'm in slack already all day i do a little at rosie chatbot and i, I like it I like it. You know, when it goes well, when something doesn't go well, then it gets a little panicky because I'm like, someone give me a drop down so I don't have to guess at the commands. (laughs) It's also like, so you can roll back the deployments with the chat bot. That's cool. But in a year, I maybe roll back once. And so you, I never remember how to do it. So like I spend a few minutes just trying random commands and then trying to find help commands and then asking in the engineering channel. So do you know... I guess where my head is at is I would love to kind of dig into that as like a show topic sometime, but I don't, yeah, do sure. you know the underpinnings of how that works? Like how do you, how does a rollback work for your architecture? I know very little about it. Okay. So maybe <laughs> I, we can get somebody from your team on to. Yeah, that would be awesome. I know a guy. Yeah. I got a guy. Let's write it down. And then the, the you know, the, that was my main triumph because that was very exciting and very timely. The other triumph I have is just that, I've talked about running the office hours recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, I'm continuing to try and do that every Friday. But what I am excited about is that I have taken the feedback from people that I've talked to, and I have actually turned it into changes to the system itself. So I've been working on some performance improvements for oh, that's a customer. Awesome. We have a customer that has a prototype that has over 2,300 screens in it, which is cool. like a mind-boggling amount yeah. of data. and. The UI and the application just wasn't built, and more importantly, wasn't ever really tested to work with a with volume that large. So, um, I got my my Chrome Dev Tools open, and I got the profiling tools open. I'm recording, and I'm clicking around and going from screen to screen, and then I'm looking at the flame graphs. And it's it's been exciting trying to one just remember how flame graphs work. <laughs> For whatever reason, it felt easier years ago, and now I think I've lost the. Uh, Everything's getting harder in WebDev yeah. now. Just like, <laughs> so, I mean, we were talking about this with Tim earlier today, how like, you know, machines keep getting faster and faster and faster, but like, it seems like we're demanding more and more of them and, right. and our demands are outpacing their improvements. And yeah, it's just yeah, like, totally. I feel, I, I completely feel that for the, the profession of web development. Agreed. And, well, and I feel bad too because I'm on an Apple M1 MacBook, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure whatever performance I'm seeing in the site is actually much better than what the standard customer is seeing. Yeah, yeah. So even when I'm evaluating, am I improving performance with the changes that I'm making? I might be able to see a, a, a noticeable improvement on my end, but it might just be. Like it might go from like terrible to not terrible on my end, but it might still just be terrible to terrible on their end (laughs) if their hardware is not great. All right. So that's me. I've had some triumphs. Uh, Ironically enough, like so much of work is is frustrating right now, but I am finding these little like glimmers of hope. But anyway, that's me. You're still not fired. 
And I'm still not fired. Yeah, we're still doing office putting hours. food on the table. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's me, Carol. What do you got going on? Oh, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Adam. I'm gonna say that I can't even call this a felum. Like, how do you say it? A felium? Felium. Felium. Yeah, I'm just gonna call this straight failure. Talk about chaos. <laughs> Moving still sucks. Mentioned before, like we had a whole issue with pods not getting our stuff over and everything. Well, you know, we went on vacation. It was supposed to show up. It then went missing. Our pod literally went missing. They couldn't find it in, in the system. Yeah, with our stuff in it. Not only that, while on vacation, because me and my husband just had our one year anniversary. So, congratulations. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. What do you do? You go to the happiest place on earth. We went to Disney World with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, while we were down there, we got the email that's like, you know, your pods will be delivered in four days. So, I got to log into my account. Every single page on my account says page not found, page Ooh. not found, page yeah. not found. So I call them. They're like, oh, we show like your account isn't working. I was like, what do you mean it's not working? They're like, we can't get it to pull up. We're going to put in like a technical support request for this. So we get back from vacation. I'm like, okay, well, now I have an account again, but all my documents are gone. My contract's gone. Everything before is gone. Mm. It started from the day the error happened. So then they're like, we can't actually find your pod. It's nowhere. We don't know where it is. So then it just shows up at my house one day. Like the delivery guy says, hey, this pod isn't in the system. So I didn't even know where it was supposed to go. So I had to search through emails to find it. And if you hadn't responded by text, I wouldn't have even came out here. I was like, are you serious? So then he goes, oh, and by the way, I didn't tell you this, but there's a giant hole in your roof. There's a split. I was like, what? Sure enough, the stuff in my pod's wet. Our things are ruined. Oh, no. It's just like, yeah, lots of lots of things are just messed up. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks still dealing with that. And then, you know, <laughs> 60, 60 days out, we moved to Arizona. So. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my I, goodness. It's let me so ask much. you, are you planning on using pods to move to Arizona? No, we'll never, <laughs> ever, ever ever use pods again. We're hiring yeah. movers. This was just a, it, we wanted a weekend thing, get it done. And then mm -hmm. it's out of the way. It turned into a month later, getting our stuff and never again. We should have just gotten a U-Haul and been done with it. <laughs> Cause it was like an hour away. We live like a little yeah. over an hour away from each other. So it wasn't a big move. It was just neither one of us wanted to drive a U-Haul truck. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, there you go. I feel like our listeners could play Carol Bingo. Be like, yeah. <laughs> who had water coming through the ceiling in your oh, electrical gosh. fan? Or like, yeah. who had a car driving onto front lawn and taking out mailbox? My mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone have oh, allergic God, reaction while on vacation? <laughs> oh, that would be me. Yep. Done that one. Yes. Oh, I, uh, things just happen. Things happen. Yeah. So hey, I said earlier, like chaos is life. Another, the reason I phrased it that way is another little minor triumph for me the last couple of weeks is I got my mom hooked on Ted Lasso. She had never seen oh, any oh, of nice. this. So it's just, since she's been spending so much time with us and since she was going to be like in the hospital for a couple of days, I was like, here, here's the first two seasons of Ted Lasso. <laughs> Fill your time right. in the hospital with that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's loving it. We just I love Ted like Lasso. Halfway yeah. through season three. So yeah. a little bit to go. Yeah, he's good. I like that. But yeah, that's me. It's uh, it's a little crazy right now, but I know it'll get better. And you know what? We just push through. Whatever yeah. happens, you know, we're still together. We're still happy. You know, I go to bed at night and wake up the next day and start over. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
And I guess we should mention that Tim couldn't be with us tonight because the, I guess a utility company or somebody cut the fiber line to his neighborhood. And so like they're, they've been without internet for a couple of days, but hopefully he'll be back soon. Yeah. All right. Well, our topic for today is conferences, but more specifically, we want to start talking to Ben about CF camp. I've never been, I know it's in Germany. It's been long running conference. What do you want to start with Ben? How'd it go? Yeah, I had, I had a great time. And uh, so this is, is running just outside of Munich. It's in a town, I think it's called Freisig. I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm butchering the pronunciation there. But it's been going on since I think about 2008 is what they were saying. I've never been to it. And Gert Franz, who's one of the you know co-creators of Lucy CFML, he's, he's been inviting me out there for years. And I'm just not a big traveler and pandemic and all that stuff. And, and I have politely turned him down, I think, for like five or six years running. And I had lunch with him, I don't know, I think back in November or something. And he asked me again, oh, you should totally come to CF camp. You know, we haven't had it for the pandemic. It'd be great if you came this year. And I just, I didn't have the heart to turn him down (laughs) like one more time. Yeah. So I said yes. And and then I went to book the flights thinking like, oh, I'm like six months out. This will be totally inexpensive because the last time I flew was probably to CF Objective in in Minnesota, which uh, I mean. I think that air ticket was like, I don't know, 600 bucks, 700 bucks. So that's, that's what I had in yeah, my that's mind. That's not even a great price, this. but yeah, that's, yeah. yo, dudes, how much did you spend? I like an embarrassing amount of money. It, it, oh, it I, my air, my round trip air ticket ended up being like about $4,000. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, can I, can I just tell him I won't go? Yeah. <laughs> this is an absurd amount of money. Yeah. Can I, talk I to virtually my- present? <laughs> <laughs> so I talked to my wife and I'm like, this is crazy, right? She's like, she's like, look, you have not seen humans in, in like two years. You, we don't travel. She's like, just, just treat yourself. Like we'll take it out of the budget. So. Yeah, treat yourself. So, <laughs> what, a, what a good woman you got. She's very, she's very supportive. So I last Tuesday went to Newark, New Jersey, got on a flight, seven hours, 50 minutes, arrived in Germany. And I just had an amazing time, actually. It, it, CF Camp is a relatively cozy conference. I think they originally thought something like 160 people were going to show up. And I think maybe 120-ish people or 130 people showed up and for me that's like the perfect size because it's it's much more social than i am on a day-to-day basis but it's not a going to las vegas and walking through a crowded casino kind of social like that with three thousand of your closest friends yeah 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 Yeah. so so it was it was really nice there were two tracks it was a thursday friday conference and everybody was just so nice so nice and and people were very excited that I was there personally, which was really yeah. nice. They kind of made me feel yeah, they they made me feel a little bit like a celebrity and <laughs> uh and I just it was so great. I don't think I realized how much I missed being with people, how much I missed being at a conference and being able to talk to like-minded people. It was nerds. It, yeah, it, it was yeah. like I had forgotten my nerd brethren and, yeah. and how great they are. So you got to go back to your roots, to those CF roots, you know, to so the people who, who have the same passion for something that you love. And that's, 
You love CF. We all know you love CF, right? I do love me some and, CF. And that's okay. And you were with a bunch of people who love CF like you. So not only were you at a great conference, you were with people who had the same passion you do. So I think it was worth your four grand in airfare. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's just the airfare. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, that's, that's <laughs> going to be like well over half of your total expense mm-hmm. for this trip, right? Oh, it was, I mean, yeah, it's like 80% at least of the cost. Because the hotel was actually fairly reasonable. I ended up getting a car service. My wife drove me to the airport, but then I was coming very late on, on Saturday. So I got a car service from the airport, but that was like a two-hour drive. You said this you was like you a... didn't stay long, did you? Well, you, no. said, you said this was like a Thursday-Friday conference or... Yeah. Okay, so so you arrived with several days before the conference and you kind of spent some time there. So I, if because it's a red-eye flight, if I had left Wednesday... I would have gotten there too late on Thursday for the conference. Like the conference would have already started. Okay. So I had to leave Tuesday night. Yep. I got there Wednesday morning. And then I basically had Wednesday to adjust to the new time, time adjust, zone. Yeah. 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 And then, so okay. then it was and Thursday, so- Friday. And then Saturday, I took a th- like a 3.30 p.m. flight from Germany back here. I got, I crawled into bed finally at like 11 p.m. my time. And that was oh. a, that was a nine hour Light. That's the longest flight I've ever been on in my entire life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was it was pretty it was pretty long. That's all I can say. Yeah. But it wasn't so bad, I guess. I, I all, all in all, like everything went smoothly. You know, That's there was good. no like flight delays or anything like that. So no lost luggage. That's happened too. You can add that no, to that bingo no card. No lost luggage. <laughs> oh, 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 and, and and just to like top it all off, this is very exciting for me personally. So I'm at the baggage claim in Newark, New Jersey, on the way home. And I'm standing there waiting for my bag. And all of a sudden, freaking Christian Bale, Batman, (laughs) walks right in front of me. Long hair, like shoulder length, long hair. I assume he's getting ready for some sort of a role. And he's going over to the carousel. He's getting his bag. He's there with his wife. And I think he had like two kids. And he had a police escort getting him out of the out of the terminal but i'm I'm a huge christian bale fan ever since american psycho and batman he's just he's done some some really great stuff so that was just yeah i like, saw you posted like a it was it was like a selfie but it wasn't like he was participating if i remember yeah, so correctly. okay so here's the thing like i didn't want to take a photo of him because i'm sure that's the last thing in the world he needed so what i did is i <laughs> put my phone into video mode and I started recording a video and then I put it up to the side of my head like I was taking a call. <laughs> and so I wasn't even looking at him. I was kind of looking off to the side with my Hilarious. video recording him. And then the photo I, is just a screen capture of the of the video itself. What a creative way to do it, to not be like intrusive. I appreciate that. It's it's and like everybody was very chill. Like nobody was looking at him. Nobody was yeah. making eye contact. But then as he left Right. And I'm, I got my bags like two minutes after he did. And, and as I'm walking by, everybody's talking about him. Yeah. You know, like the, the security guards are talking about him. Please talk about how, like, oh, he's my height. How great is that? That's so exciting. <laughs> he's a human too. He's human size. Can you believe that? So he wears shoes just like me, <laughs> sunglasses. He had to wait a um, baggage claim too. <laughs> yeah, he probably could have had somebody wait for him if he wanted. So this was your first time at CF Camp. Did you, Carol mentioned something earlier, did, and I didn't know this. Did you present there? No, no. It, it, I was already going to be so stressed out about the travel and the socialization. I, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't present this time. That would have been oh. a bridge too far in terms of stress level. Okay. 
So I, 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 I would like to go next year, preferably find a way for the airfare to not be so expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that just means like booking farther in advance or somehow using mm-hmm. credit card get, miles get you, or something. I was going to say, get you a Delta card. Start putting yeah, everything like, on there. Like we pay gotta, for all of our flights with Delta points. Yeah, see, because I don't travel historically. I'm not a traveler. I don't know the, the games that people play. So I got to yeah. figure that out. Yep. But yeah, so I didn't want to present this time. I'm also historically just terrible at coming up with ideas for presentations. So it was, it was just, it, it wasn't the time, but I would like to do it next year, I think. Yeah, I like when people give me a topic. Like That would be easier for sure. I was talking to some guys about CF, whatever. What just happened in Vegas? I don't even remember what it was. Summit? It's, CF Summit? Yeah, there you go. CF Summit. And they asked me to present on security. And I was like, oh, let oh, nice. me think on it. And then it ended up being not a good time. I was like, oh, I can't not make this happen right now. So I was like, if you give me a topic, I can prepare for it. If you want me to come up with something, I'm like, I don't know. Like, What do people want to know? Like, That's not easy to, to just figure out for me. I do a lot better when someone says, hey, can you teach us this? Yeah. I'm like, well, if I don't know, it, I'll learn it and then try to teach you. Yeah, absolutely. That, I don't, for whatever reason, you know, what? I, I, so I write a lot. So people think that, oh, you must be able to come up with topics really easily. But the reality is when I'm writing, I'm writing about two or three lines of code. You know, I produce yes. like 17 pages on why these three lines of code work the way they work, <laughs> right? But but you can't give a presentation like that, I don't think. It's not, it's too specific, right? You need yeah. a lot of presentations are broader. Likes, yeah. yeah. Nobody likes white, it's just slides of nothing but white space. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Adam, hitting, the, that was hitting the right arrow a bunch of times from slide <laughs> to slide. So yeah, this was a this was a good ease into it. I, I was just gonna say, you know, now that I am now that that part of my brain is sort of turned on again, this idea that I want to be around people and I want to be talking about technology, I really want to find something regionally around yeah. me. But I just moved to the, to like the boonies. I mean, it's really, so I'm half an hour north of Poughkeepsie and Poughkeepsie is like the closest thing that resembles the city. And I think IBM has a campus there that used to be a really big deal. I don't think it is really anymore. That's the closest thing I can think of. It, I've, I've tried looking on meetup.com. All of the meetups around here are like book clubs and real estate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're looking not just regional, but like local. You know, you don't want to leave town. Well, so so for meetups, I thought maybe there'd be something very local. Yeah. But but as far as, you know, I wouldn't mind, say, going to New York City, which is two and a half hours mm-hmm. away. I wouldn't mind doing that, you know, and staying in a hotel for two days or something to do yeah. it a little bit more regionally. Well, I'll let you know when the next Svelte Society meetup is and you can go to that. Nice. Is that in maybe Philadelphia we'll or that's in New York? They, they usually have them in New York. That's like, so Svelte Society is sort of worldwide, right? They have like little regional events all over the place. And sometimes they have like sort of like a, a big, like a live stream and they'll have like watch parties all over the world or or that sort of thing. So. Gotcha. But I, I believe, it, if I'm not mistaken, it started in New York City from our buddy Swix. Mm-hmm. And, cool. Uh, and it just kind of grew from there. And, you know, I would love to go to the one of those as well. So maybe we'll go together. Yeah, hold that'd hands. be awesome. Cause especially because I don't know that much about Spelt. So it'd be fun to be exposed to something pretty new. Cool. You so I, uh, your your buddy, Seb Duggan, posted a picture with no comment of the back of your head <laughs> at, a, at a talk <laughs> at CF Camp by a friend of the show, Nolan Irk. 
Yes. Oh, no uh, way. Previous guest on the show. Yeah. 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 And the, the title, it looks like that's the title slide. I'm guessing it's the title slide is why testing is important and where do I start? Yes. How did you like that talk then? <laughs> it, it was very good. Nolan gave a very good talk. He actually gave two very good talks. I think. Nolan's great at presenting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think my favorite talk at the conference was his second talk, which was just about web components. Cool. And, and that's because web components are completely new to me. I I've, I've never even looked up how they work. So just to see a little teaser and a kind of a web components in action kind of a presentation was really good. But the testing talk, I, I thought was really good. I'm not, I'm not anti-testing. I, I just don't test automatic i don't have automated tested and and for me a lot of it comes down to i think i have a natural disdain for the concept of mocking things out and ultimately everything comes down to database interactions and it's sort of a it's sort of a you know turtles all the way down Mm -hmm. because at the center of everything there's a database it's like every layer then has to rely on something that doesn't quite work like it doesn't production sort of a thing and i I don't know anyway his talk was really good I, I I definitely see what you mean and I agree with you. Like there it's a very special sauce. Like it, it could very much be like its own profession, like being really good at testing yeah. and setting up that sort of thing. Like you could Agreed. spend an entire career on that, I think. And I also at work I I am turned off when I see how complex some testing is. It it feels to me like it should be easy. And I, and maybe that's just naive on my part, but it feels to me like I have a method I should call it and it should return a value and I should check that value. And, and when I see testing that is so much more than that, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of workflows are making database calls or making API calls and they have to have data. Like you can't just make that up. It just makes everything so complicated. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, gross. But lots of times when you, when I see very complex tests, it's because it's poorly written code that's I, way too complicated. It's not doing one simple thing. It's doing a lot of work inside something. I think so. And and my gut is, and, and this gut is probably inaccurate because it's not based on anything real, but my gut is a lot of testing is not well done either. It, it just feels like... It, when I look at testing, it feels to me the way I would have done testing when I didn't know what I was doing, which to be clear is still the case. I, I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to testing. <laughs> but like, that's why I think it hits home for me. I'm like, look at this testing. And I'm like, oh, these people don't know what they're doing. Like, they're clearly just throwing <laughs> everything at the wall because they feel like they have to. And, and, it, and it seems absurd. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, on the internet, nobody knows you're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, so Carol, you went to the summit or did you, I did, did you end no, up doing No, oh, okay. I did end up not going, but I really wish I would have because, you know, one thing that I have noticed in the CF community is that a lot of people don't attend conferences or any type of meetups and it's a pretty quiet community overall. Yeah. Remember how I said life is chaos and chaos is life? Well, my recording just decided to crap out in the middle there. So uh, <laughs> if there's a weird edit here, then that's why. Because stuff happened and we had to like just sort of figure it out and and carry on. Um, Adam, this is why people restart their computers every couple of weeks. You know, but I like my uptime. I like the number keeps going up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. We'll figure it out. Do you guys have any idea how far in we were? Yeah, I was about to just mention about CF people attending conferences. So that's one thing that. I was talking about like 
Time oh, tied 37 minutes. Okay. Oh, dang, yeah. girl. Yeah. We're at 37. I'm tracking this. It's my bedtime, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got us on the clock over here. <laughs> I know. I'm still jet lagged. Oh, that's awful. I hope I mean, you during, recover during soon. the day, I feel fine. It's that by at like 4 p.m., I start to I start to slump. Yeah. But it's nice because I fall asleep pretty fast when I get that's to good. bed. So. Are you staying asleep, though, like through your normal morning time? Or are you yeah. getting up at like 2 a.m.? No, no. I've been... I, I'm I'm on my regular schedule. It just I just get tired. Get tired. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I, I was just gonna say. So when Adam was restarting, Carol and I were talking about seltzer, and and this was something that was actually very exciting for me personally because I love seltzer. Like the beverage. The yeah. beverage. Yeah. Apparently, okay. seltzer is a very big thing either in Germany or Carol says in Europe, Europe. in general. Yeah. And. Half of the drinks provided in the conference hall, like, you know, you go out of your track and there's a table full of snacks and drinks. Half of those drinks were seltzer. I mean, that's like unheard of for me (laughs) for any conference. I think I've never been to a conference that that had Had anything. Yeah. So that was I was down in that stuff like like it was water. I'm getting my $4,000 worth of seltzer. (laughs) Yo, for real. I was drinking to win. (laughs) I think the airline is still going to come out on top in that equation. Oh, Yo, even the, so I I did upgrade from the economy to economy plus, which is like, basically you get your own armrest, which is actually pretty (laughs) nice. And, and the seats came with a bottle of water, which that was unexpected. That bottle of water. It was seltzer. So that, <laughs> that's pretty exciting. Yo, oh, but if I can side rant for a second, and I don't know if this is Europe. I, I feel like this is just weird hotels in general. Bathroom decisions in hotels are just really confusing. How many showers don't have doors or like have little pony walls or I, I, I don't know, just decisions that I, I feel like the person who made that decision has never showered before and <laughs> does not understand the physics of water hitting a body and splashing. I, I just, I, I, I'm befuddled by how many poorly designed showers there are in hotels. My favorite, the, I'm pretty sure it was the, speaking of conferences, it was the, the hotel that we stayed at for CF Objective for many years in, at the Mall of America. The if I'm not mistaken, blue. Yeah, the, if I'm not mistaken, I was there for three or four years running and the, the bathroom, like you, as you step out of the shower, freshly clean, there's like a, a makeup mirror directly across from you. And, <laughs> and like, I, I swear they had to have done it on purpose because it was more than one year that like, as you're stepping out of the shower, the makeup mirror is like pointed directly so that you can see your own lower half. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting a close up from eight feet away. <laughs> It's like, this has to be intentional, right? Oh, oh man. I didn't even remember that. I hate, yeah. I hate stepping out of a shower and seeing a mirror. That's like, that's never the way <laughs> I want to start my day. <laughs> so after I got my, so I have a tattoo right on my chest. So it's right below my collarbone. And mm-hmm. for probably two or three weeks after getting it, every time I'd step out of the shower and go to wrap my towel around me, I would jump thinking there was like a spider or something on me. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? It's not supposed to be there. So it took a little while to adjust. Is it a tattoo of a spider? No, it's it's three hearts together. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's the, oh, the clover nice. looking one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The clover looking one. Yes. Three hearts. Yep. 
Is All it right, the so, Snarky and your kids? No, you actually, it's no. We can keep it in the show. It's me and my two sisters. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. And then we also have this summer. We got our last Thanksgiving. We got Celtic knots on our wrists for the same mm-hmm. thing. Nice. Those nice. are three little points on it. I love Did my sisters. Did you try again? <laughs> yeah, Siri, try I again. Activated Siri. Sorry, guys. So conferences, huh? <laughs> What's up with yes. that? Yeah, about that so, topic. Before my computer decided that we we should be done recording the podcast, you were yeah. starting to say, to the best of my memory, you're starting to say that like not enough people are attending conferences. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's an ever community. I feel like it's in the CF community, though. Like, I feel like yeah. a lot of CFers don't take the time to attend conferences. And I don't know if it's because there's just not a big following of it. So I just don't see it. But when I was attending, it felt like, you had to pull teeth to get someone to attend the conference or even to get companies that were using CF to sponsor people to go to like pay the admission to pay airline and, and hotel. It was not something they wanted to invest money in, which is sad because there is a big number of people that use this and companies aren't going off of it. So I wish there were more people attending the CF conferences. Now, granted four grand, like been paid, like I could not see my company being like, hey, I'm going to just absurd. fly you to to Germany. But sending me to Vegas, flights to Vegas are cheap usually. You can get there mm-hmm. pretty inexpensive. Hotels there, you can find somewhere if you shop around really cheap too. So when you're talking about going to CF Summit, it, it's worth it to go out, to network with people, to find people to ask questions to when you have problems. And I, don't know, I feel like it's worth Maybe it. find and a job, yeah. Yeah, find jobs. Well, I don't want to say find jobs if your company's sending you out there. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But definitely, yeah. definitely you find networking people who can help you solve the problems. And that helps your company because you get to an answer a lot quicker than you would have on your own trying to figure this out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have opinions on why we see a, what I would assume is a lower than average community participation from the CF community when it comes to conferences. They're not exactly kind opinions. You know, I try to, <laughs> I try to be, I try to sugarcoat them as much as I can. But sure. I mean, my thing is, I feel like CF came maybe not out of the gate, but it really found a niche within the U.S. government. And as a result, I think there are a lot of people that are CF developers, but that did not like come out of college rearing or, or whatever the background is like, you know, chomping at the bit to be a web developer or a programmer of any sort. They're just like, okay, I guess I have to do this now. Yeah. And it's what I, you landed in. Yeah. I call those people clock punchers. Not, and I don't mean that as an insult, but like they're here to do the job and then they want to go home. Right. They're not excited about getting better at the job or anything like that. They're just, I'm doing my job and I'm I'm waiting for my government pension and whatever. And at the end of the day, I don't suppose there's anything wrong with that. Doesn't Carol work for the government now? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically, but I'm not doing any CF. No CF Ah, for me. There's there's the rub. And yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a very good way to bring up that not everybody at any one location is going to have the same approach, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine just based on my generally somewhat negative opinion of the government in this country that there's a lot of clock punchers there. Oh, but so yeah. I'm sure that there are a lot of passionate people there as well. Here's something that I just heard recently. I think it was on an Ezra Klein episode two or three weeks ago. 
And they were talking about the healthcare.gov and, and why that was so horribly mm. rolled out. Oh, and yeah. they, they said a lot of it has to do with the way that contracts are provisioned in the government, that as, an, as a government agency, if you want to contract with an external vendor, it goes through an absurd approval cycle. Like if oh, you want yeah. to start working with a company, it's like a 16-month yeah. process of creating contracts, getting contracts reviewed and approved, getting the vendors reviewed and approved and all this rigmarole. And so what this woman on the Ezra Klein podcast was saying was that because these are such long approval processes, oftentimes what will happen is that if a government agency already has a contract with a vendor, they will end up giving work to that vendor, even if that vendor isn't really prepared for that work, simply right. because they know that they already have approval and they don't have to go through a new approval process. So yep. they were saying with the healthcare.gov, that's a lot of what ended up happening is these companies were being tasked with building the system that they weren't really trained to build and ended up creating, you know, obviously what Trash. ended up not, not rolling out very well. <laughs> yeah. Dead on day one. <laughs> well, I, I do feel I don't want to throw it too much under the bus there, or or maybe we'll throw it under the bus, but we won't back the bus up over it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, it sucked on day one, but they did bring it. They back improved, and, and, yeah. I mean, it's and, good now. Yeah, and I I do feel like they did an admirable jo admirable job of doing that, right? They didn't have to rewrite from scratch, or if they did, they made it look an awful lot like the original, right? You know, they they managed to bring the phoenix out of the ashes, as it were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was not meant, and I think it was to scale, right? Like, I don't think they anticipated it being used as much as it was on opening day, right? So everybody's hitting it. Even if you weren't using it, you were like, let's go find out what this is because it's yeah. new to the new to the U.S., right? So all these people are on it, and it just wasn't built for that bandwidth. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just that's a really good point. I feel like a better strategy, a more informed or thoughtful strategy would have been like, a staged rollout, right? Like yeah. your last yeah. name starts with A through, a through B. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought immediately when everything started happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because how many companies are like, oh, yo, I got to build an infrastructure for a billion people. And you're like, yo, why don't you concentrate on getting your first user? Yeah. Like healthcare.gov, it's like, hey, how about if on day one you have 400 million customers? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. Just, like That's no scary. One, yeah, yeah. No, no one. How do you uh, scale they, that, right? <laughs> they have the actual problem that everyone wants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean a lot of maybe not a lot, but if you want that problem, there's only a couple of industries that I can think of that you're gonna pretty much be guaranteed it, and and that's you know things where there's only one source for it. If you have a monopoly like the government, yeah. you know you you have to go to the government, mm -hmm. the, you know, for that thing. I had other ideas, but they're not polite company ideas, so I don't want to share them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't think of anything really other than that. So we, Maybe I'll bring it up on the after show. That sounds good. good. I like hugging. I, I got to hug a bunch of people. I, I went, did you... Did you get additional thumbs up photos for your... I, I got some. I, so I got I to gotta process them, you know, like resize them and stuff. I got to put them in the database. I forget which conference I went to. This was maybe this was a CF objective conference or this may have been a work conference. Every, you know, you, you go and you get your badge and then a lot of conferences will have additional stickies that you can either trail off the bottom of the badge or, or just ribbons, put it yeah. on the badge. Yeah. And I think at work, the one, the one that we had to at work, there was a, a, a ribbon you could get that basically said whether or not you like hugs. 
And so, you know, there's never an awkward, like, do we shake hands? Do we hug? You know, I've been talking to you on Zoom for five years. I feel like now that we're meeting in person, I feel like we should hug. But uh, I would be like, I'm a hugger. Yo, I'm definitely a hugger. Yeah. That should be like a, yeah, you should get like a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Hugs welcome or something. Hugs welcome. Agreed. I, I'm. I was raised as a as a hugging family. I. Me too. I didn't. I did not realize that there are people who don't like hugging until I was an adult. I didn't. I didn't know that that was a thing. And I, that's not a judgment statement. That's like literally like everyone in my family hugged. I just didn't. I just thought that's how you did things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at our old house, we had this sweet little old lady next door, and every time Steve would come over, she'd give him a big hug. She goes, "I just need a hug from a big, strong, handsome man." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, he's got lots of hugs, so feel free to take them." <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a great time at the conference. Yes, I. It makes I'm me miss also, it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm also glad, and and now I'm inspired to try and find something more regional you know in the something social or the east coast or something to that effect so that'd be cool okay so i guess this is the part where i say that this episode of working code was brought to you by hugging oh yes yeah just hugging that's it no joke (laughs) Uh, and listeners like you if you're enjoying the show and you want to make sure that we can keep putting more of whatever this is out into the universe then you should consider supporting us on patreon our patrons cover our recording and editing costs and we couldn't do this every week without them Special thanks to our top patrons, Monty and Giancarlo. And you know what? At this point, I'm just going to go off script and I'm going to throw in a special thank you to the people that noticed that we didn't have our early access episode published in our early access feed for patrons. It's like I said, it's been a chaotic couple of weeks. We're we're off schedule on recording. We're, We're like a week and change late from what we would have normally recorded, which means people have started to notice like, hey, I'm missing my episode. I'm getting getting the the Jones here. Man, that's um, a good problem for us to have, though. People like yeah. listening to us. Yeah, and a couple of people oh, yeah. brought it up in Discord in our in the early access section. So I just want to say thank you, thank you yeah. for caring, thank you for listening, and and you know what? Even if you're not a patron, thank you for listening. We really appreciate each and every one of you guys out there and gals and days. Them exactly. Yes, All, uh, everyone. Every, each and every person listening. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to go record our after show, which is one of the benefits of becoming a patron. We're just going to keep the mics on and maybe we'll talk about Disney World. Maybe we'll talk about Germany. Ooh. Maybe we'll talk about, who knows? Maybe we'll tell dirty jokes. You'll know, you don't know. You won't know unless you become a patron. And maybe this is a good time to mention there's now a 14-day free trial of our Patreon. You can just go to Ooh. patreon.com slash oh, working nice. code pod. And give I it mean, a shot. I totally knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Okay. That's Gonna do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. And until then, your heart matters, even those who don't drink seltzer. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You've been listening to Working Code with your hosts, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you on the next episode of Working Code.